In this episode, we talk with author Nancy Chernin about her latest book, Lila and the Jack-O-Lantern, Halloween Comes to America. This book is not only a sweet story about an immigrant family, but it also tells the story of the origins of some of our Halloween traditions. Nancy's book can be ordered on Amazon. There's a link in the episode notes. There's also a link to the teacher guide that she refers to that supports this story. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of the Building Knowledge Podcast. Today, I have a return guest with me. It's Nancy Chernin. And Nancy was one of the writers that we had on our biography series. She actually wrote two biographies. It was Thomas Edison. And who was the other person that you did? Freeman, who's such a remarkable woman, you know, a woman who was born in, enslaved and just always knew in her heart that wasn't right. And, and she is actually the reason that Massachusetts became one of our first free states, because she took her enslaver to court and used um, the constitution of the state of Massachusetts uh, as part of her uh, case. The fact that because they use the words from the declaration saying all men are free and created equal, she said that applies to me. Absolutely. No, that I had forgotten that you had written that one. Yeah, that was a that's a great one. So I highly encourage everybody who's listening, if you haven't looked at those, those are available on our website for free download. But today I have Nancy back because she is an amazing children's book author. And one of the picture books that she has just coming out um, is called Lila and the Jack-O-Lantern, Halloween Comes to America. And I had a preview of it. It is so darling, and it is perfect because it's a picture book, which I love. It's also about history, which I love, and I happen to be of Irish descent, so that's another piece that I love. Um, So without giving too much away, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the story? Absolutely. So this is a story. It's, you know, it's interesting. This is my first historical fiction because um, I realized I couldn't point to any one particular um, Irish immigrant who brought Halloween customs to America, but I knew that historically um, Irish immigrants did, and they did it because they were fleeing the potato famine for this new country. So the, the way this story unfolds is that Lila and her mother and her little brother and sister um, are in Ireland. They're waiting for a letter from their da. Uh, their father, um, who has moved to America, and he has sent the letter. He sent them with a little bit of money to come to this new country, which is, of course, a little unnerving. You know, leave everything you know behind. But things were not good at Ireland in that time. In the 1850s, there was a potato famine. People were starving. There was nothing to eat. Um, it was desolate. They really needed to make a change, even though change is very scary. And so this is a story, this little girl, and she's trying to be brave for her little brother and sister. And she gets on the ship with her mom and her siblings. And they're hoping to bring a little bit of what they love from their old country, Ireland, to their new country, you know, their favorite foods, their favorite customs. And one of those customs is Halloween. Halloween. Will there be Halloween in America? And so this story is is about how Lila finds a way 
to make Halloween in her new home uh, to delight her sister, her little sister, her little brother, and also herself. And it's also a story of friendship, making an unexpected friend and, and a way in which the old traditions have to take a new twist to adapt to her new home, which is so much the way of immigration. Immigrants often bring us their fabulous traditions, but often there's a new twist because they have to be adapted for the new place. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't want to say like how they end up adapting it, but it it's so sweet. Um, what inspired you to write this book? I have to say that from the start, Halloween is a holiday I absolutely have always loved. I mean, it is just so amazing. I loved it growing up. I loved it when my little boys were growing up. Um, you know, Halloween is just so such an amazing holiday because it's full of magic and mystery and you get to dress up as, as whoever you want to be. You can get to, if you're very shy, you can be scary for a day. You can be, uh, you can be a princess. You can be a pirate. You can be a skeleton. You can be um, anything that you want to be. And, and what an amazing thing is that. And also that people in your community are so kind because what other day of the year can you just knock on somebody's door and they just give you candy and wish you a happy Halloween. It's so amazing. Now, I so it started out, I love Halloween. The other part is that I'm a very curious person. Um, and so I'm wondering, well, how did these customs even come about? And so I did a little research and I was so surprised and amazed that I, I hadn't realized before I started my research about how much we had the Irish immigrants the 19th century to thank for bringing these fabulous traditions and even why we have jack-o'-lanterns. I mean, you're going to find that out in the book too, who that Jack is in that jack-o'-lantern. Um, and I, I just thought that was so much fun. And I wanted to share that because as wonderful as fantasy is and fantasy is wonderful and I love it and I love to read it. I also think it's really important to know where things came from. And uh, and that's what one of the things I hope that this book would do, because sometimes true stories are even more amazing than anything we can come up with. And I think that's the case for the Halloween story. No, absolutely. And that's why I love I love I love like historical fiction myself. And the more that we can get that in early, I think it's really important. And also that curiosity, because I I'm sure kids that would think, well, I never thought about where did that come from? Where did, why do we do the things that we do for different traditions? So it, it's just so great. Um, so are Lila and her family based on any real people from the research that you did? They are not based on anyone specific, but what I did was I studied that history. Um, I just I studied uh, you know the, the the patterns about the I studied the potato famine, uh, what life was like in Ireland then, what would be life would be like for a typical family. Um, I studied uh, the immigrants. Now I'm I'm an originally I'm talking to you from Texas. I've lived here for many years, but I'm originally a New Yorker. So um, I, I I grew up and when my grandparents. 
uh, both sets of grandparents, all four of my grandparents are immigrants. They came to New York. And so I was familiar with New York and the New York stories and that mix of people. So I kind of delved into that old family history and what it was like to be in New York. Of course, New York has changed very much over the years, but I've walked those streets and um, and the Tenement Museum was like a wonderful resource to study their fabulous pictures, fabulous photographs and, and descriptions. And it was so exciting to share those with the illustrator and Nellie Bray, who I think did such a fabulous job. And so, no, she wasn't based on a real person, but this was sort of the amazing thing I I, I have to share. It's it's when I'm writing something like this. I go into a sort of a zone and and the people just start to talk to me. They talk to me. I mean, and Lila just started talking to me. And I knew that when she was going to come, I knew she was going to be a little scared, but I knew she was going to be brave for her younger sister and brother, for, for Billy and for Grace. I mean, I'm from a family of, of four. I know what it is, you know, when you have, have the older ones or the younger ones. And I just knew she was going to make a friend named Julia. I just knew it. And I knew it was going to make a difference. And, and just these people that just started talking to me. And sometimes I felt like my fingers on the keyboard and and would just had to keep up with them. So were they real? They were certainly real to me. No, and they and they feel real. Um the story, the story, it just makes sense. Like every everything progresses character wise and it just it it all see that's why I asked because it just seemed so real like this could have actually been a real family um and I'm glad you mentioned the illustrator because the illustrations also they just go perfectly with the story it's hard to describe until somebody actually picks up the book and looks at it um they're soft and the story is kind is is soft and I I really thought it was they were just lovely um so I love all the traditions that you talk about in the story. Um, and without giving too much away, I do want to ask specifically, were turnips really used in Ireland to scare away the spirits on Halloween? Absolutely. And I, I, you can look that up. Um, and as a matter of fact, you know, there is an illustration with a turnip, um, uh, cart turnip in Halloween. I think Anneli Bray, the illustrator, did a great job with that. Yes, turnips were plentiful, and that's what they use. They carve those out. And when you think about it, I mean, I don't want to give away too much, but, you know, we we do associate, it's not giving away too much to tell you we associate pumpkins with jack-o'-lanterns, right? But were there pumpkins in Ireland? No. Why would they have used something that wasn't even in Ireland? They used turnips. And so we have a little girl who comes to America and she's looking for turnips and there's no turnips. So does that mean there's going to be no Halloween? And so we get back to the ingenuity um, and the courage and the adventurousness of immigrants who come and they don't give up and they persevere and they find new ways of doing things. And the other thing I really enjoyed researching, I have to tell you, was just the whole like why we even call them jack-o'-lanterns because the turnips, the carved turnips were called jack-o'-lanterns. And of course that was because they believed there was a tricky spirit named Jack 
who was going around playing pranks on everybody. And, uh, you know, depending on, on the research, you can go like, he, he, he did some pretty bad things too. We kind of lighten it up because it's, it's for kids and the, you know, the kids don't know how naughty Jack could be. We, we keep it light. But, um, but with, with Jack, it's called a jack-o'-lantern because when they would light the jack-o'-lantern, in that case, the turnip, put a little light in it. They thought Jack would think there was already a spirit in that turnip. So he wouldn't bother them. He might bother humans, but he wouldn't bother another spirit. And that was another reason why the kids would dress up in sheets as spirits, just so Jack wouldn't bother them. Fellow spirits, right? Fellow travelers. Yeah. And now it, it may, it, it's so funny because, uh, like I said, I'm of Irish descent and we have all kinds of really strange things about keeping evil spirits away. So they were obviously very prevalent at that time. A lot of evil spirits were hanging out, Jack and others. Oh, oh, absolutely. And then there are a lot of funny stories too. I mean, this is kind of a funny thing to explore and, and, and kids can have fun, like exploring the spirits or making up stories about the spirits, making up their own little tales about that. Um, there was certainly plenty to go around and I'm sure more will be invented all the time. No, absolutely. And there's, there's some other really cool traditions. Again, I don't want to give it away that I, I did not know anything about. So it was a huge learning experience for me. At the very end of the book, there's also some recipes. And I want I would love to know why you decided to include those. You know, I mean, I, I knew that there were some things that would be very familiar. And and everyone probably has their own favorite recipe, for instance, for pumpkin pie. And, 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 and you don't really even need a recipe for roasted pumpkin seeds. Although I have to say that in my teacher's guide, which is free to download. My dear friend, author Teresa Robeson, who is an incredible cook, she shared her own recipe for pumpkin pie made from real pumpkins. So you can find that there. But I just thought I wanted people to know some of the less familiar, but also wonderful and easy recipes that were popular, particularly with Irish immigrants at that time. But probably in Irish families today, including the coal cannon, you know, which is simply really yummy mashed potatoes with a little bit of green in them to make them a little more healthy. Um, and and, and um, I, I talk about the barm brack. I don't break down the recipe, but I uh, that's a delicious uh, fruit bread cake. And I have to tell you, growing up in New York City, um, my father loved Irish food. I think he just must have had a lot of Irish friends. I mean, it was just like, oh, he loved to make his corned beef and cabbage. And he loved to make, I mean, I don't know if he called the cold cabin, cold cabin, but he loved to make the mashed potatoes a little bit of green. And then, and of course, our kids were going, what are you doing? But it was delicious. And, um, you know, I was always surprised later to find out, you know, we later, you know, you do these ancestry things. I always sort of suspected my father might have a little bit of Irish in him because he loved Irish food and traditions so much. And it turned out he didn't at all. He just appreciated great food and traditions. Although, um, I have since my, um, my husband actually has uh, some Irish ancestry, which is why I dedicated the book to him. I'm so glad you mentioned the teacher guides. So we will make sure that we post a link um, in the notes 
so that you can access that. You do that with your with all of your books, right? Absolutely, all of my books. I mean, you provide such great materials already for core knowledge. It's probably the only one I haven't done a separate one with, but all of my books, you know, my mother is a retired teacher. I would not dare put a book out in the world that did not have a teacher's guide. And I've been very fortunate um, with the people that I have worked with um, who are wonderful authors themselves and uh, and and just, uh, you know, we work to make sure that things really um, support the core curriculum uh, that have, uh, you know, language arts components, um, science components when applicable. This one, of course, has a lot of history components. And, uh, and there's also always a project because it's always my dream that, that when the child finishes a book, that's not the end of the adventure that they take on um that that they do something that they do something special and cool and i have to tell you i have sort of a double thought on this one one i don't really come out and say it but i really was hoping that one thing that would come across without saying it was that kids would know we have immigrants to thank for one of their favorite holidays and traditions and not only were these immigrants but you know what they were refugees they were fleeing a terrible situation, right? And isn't it wonderful that we gave welcome? And you know what? I also, in, in the notes in the back, they didn't always receive the warmest welcome. You know, the Irish immigrants who came did, were not always welcomed with open arms, which is sad. But still, they came and they helped. They helped add to America and they gave us great gifts including this wonderful holiday that children enjoy today. And I want them to keep that in mind. The project itself is uh, it's going to be more about sort of sharing a little more fun, you know, hey, share some pictures of your, you know, of your jack-o'-lanterns, of all the different decorations that you make. But, you know, I would love it if they shared just any immigrant traditions um, and to keep the focus on, on immigrants and the gifts that they bring, which is also who I thank in the book too. And, you know, in the back matter, I think those are the words that I use. I say, I'll say, this is an open book test, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I said, I talk about th- that this Halloween is one of the many gifts immigrants have brought to their new homes throughout history. I'm so glad that you talked about the whole immigrant story and sharing that with, with other students um, because in grade two and in grade six uh, in core knowledge, we have units in our history materials about immigration. And Nancy had, had shared with me that she found out in Texas in grade two, they talk about immigration specifically about the potato famine and also in grade four in New York. And we have so many schools in both of those States as well as around the country that use our program. And this could be a great, something that you could put in a tech set, something that you could use as an introduction to immigration. Um, Just using something like this uh, can just enhance already a great unit. So I'm so glad that you talked about that. Uh, So yes, so Nancy is holding up another book about Irving Berlin that that she did, and it's called Immigration boy who made America sing, which could also be a great picture book. So thinking about, especially in second grade, how, what, what is the gateway to get into some really 
sometimes tough subject matter um, about immigration, do it through one of these picture books. That would be a great way to introduce this. Thank you. I, I really, I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you giving me this opportunity to share about the, this. You know, again, I think uh, one of the things that really motivates me, I mean, m- my mission is so in accord with the core knowledge mission, which is for kids to be heroes and heroines too, to read these stories, but to take them into their life and into their world. And I love also just breaking down walls between people and, and gratitude. And so um, I thank you for mentioning Irving Berlin as well, because that's my other immigrant story. Of course, Irving Berlin was um, a Jewish immigrant who came here um, in the in the early 1900s. And he gave us God bless America. Right. That is written by an immigrant. Not only that, he gave all the royalties to the girl and Boy Scouts of America. Isn't that incredible? And that book is actually dedicated to my grandparents. And I think um, it's because I am the granddaughter of immigrants. All four came to this country with hopes and, 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 and big plans. And we're so grateful to this country for taking them in. It wasn't always easy, particularly in the beginning. And I think it's our job to sort of try and make it a little easier for someone else and to be thankful. It's not just that we're helping the immigrants the immigrants are helping us. If we think of so many of our favorite things, whether they are, it's, whether it's music, whether it's tradition, whether it's inventions, science, um, there are just so many gifts. We could just go on and on about what immigrants have given us. So I think we should be thankful and grateful. People want to come to this country and help us build a better America. Absolutely. I could not have said it better myself. It, that That was just beautiful, Nancy. Thank you so much for bringing all of this to light and also for coming on the program, talking about Lila and the jack-o'-lantern, Halloween comes to America. And uh, I believe that right now they can pre-order the book on Amazon um, because we're we're recording this in August. But by the time this podcast is dropped, they'll be able to purchase it on Amazon as well, because I already did my pre-order. That's why I knew it was already pre already available. <laughs> That's wonderful. And it's going to, yeah, and, and it should be available September 28th. That's the, that's the date they have now. So in time for Halloween. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Nancy. We always appreciate having you on. It's always a pleasure anytime. And thank you for all you do. Um, I I just, as I said, I love the core knowledge mission. I love that uh, the books that you provide and that that I have had the honor of providing some of that they are available for free to download and just for such a nominal fee to have the paperback. Um, And I, and I love because books are, you know, they fill the heart and they help the mind grow. And, and, and this is what we need. And I'm glad to be adding to this. And thank you so much for letting me share about Lila, who is it's so interesting when you ask me if she's real. She is so real to me. <laughs> and I just am so excited for her to make friends in, 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 in homes everywhere, uh, to make friends with kids everywhere. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 